Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers, real people like you and me. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life from interviews and practical instruction, and we we hope in a fun and, and most importantly, an accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor here at Crosswinds Church. As I do every episode, I want to give a shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer. I'd like to say anything that's good uh, is because of him. Anything that isn't, I will take the full blame for. Um, But I wanted to let you know how much I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this podcast. And if you want to help us out in any way, let your friends and family know that this podcast exists. Uh, share it with them, and and let's see what God can do with this thing. If you want to learn about this podcast or really anything Crosswinds, all you need to remember is crosswinds.church. That's our website. And uh, even as you hear more about Celebrate Recovery, you may forget some of the times they talk about and some of the details, but you can find that by going to crosswinds.church. And so if you can remember crosswinds.church, uh, you don't have to remember all the other details. You just then will know where to go. Uh, to find out those details. But I want to welcome back with us, we have Greg Emerson. Thank you so much for for being back and being a part of this podcast. I appreciate having you here. Thank you for having me. And Betty Ryan, thanks again for being a part of this podcast. You're becoming a regular. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. Thank you. <laughs> so it's it's great. And so if, if you didn't hear last week's podcast where we heard a little bit of of um, Greg's sort of backstory, who he is, how he got tied into to really Crosswinds, Subject Recovery, and Christ, uh, I want to encourage you to, to listen to last week's uh, episode. Um, Betty, in episode four, uh, just shared really her life story uh, as much as you can in, in one short little podcast. Um, but uh, I would encourage you, it's, it's a powerful episode, episode four, to, to listen to that. But we're going to jump in. And, and, and the question I want to start us out with, and I'll let either one of you sort of jump in and, and, and start answering it, um, is this. So if I'm listening to the podcast and I'm thinking, I really think I need to check this thing out, how do I do that? Like, where do I start? What does it look like? Give me a picture of where I go from sort of listening to the podcast to actually being a part of of CR, at least checking out CR. Sure. I think that is a great question, and it's one I get all the time. And I think people feel like if they don't know for sure, they're not going to come. And so we don't want anything to hinder your ability to come and join us on a Friday night. It is open to any and all. I will stress that it's 18 and older. Sometimes some of the content that is shared within the ministry, we just want to make sure that um, we maintain that 18 and older uh, age age group there. So having said that, we have 18-year-olds to 75-year-olds. So it's everybody and anybody and probably more that come. I say that age and I'm just not sure. But Anyways, uh, well, all you got to do is show up on a Friday night. You don't need to make a reservation. You don't need to call in advance. We are there every single Friday. Now, I say that knowing that this past year, Christmas Eve was on a Friday night. And so that Friday night, some joined together and came to church together instead. And then we had a couple of crazy weather days on Friday. So you can check our website. You would know for sure if anything was was a problem there. But otherwise, we're there every Friday we start at 6 o'clock. You can arrive anytime between 6 and 7. Um, if you are listening to this podcast and you attend Crosswinds, you can look on our website again to find out the location. We're normally in the kids' side of the church entrance. Somebody will be there to greet you. 
say hello and let you know, yeah, you have found the right place. Somebody will be there to make sure you understand the ministry a little bit, that can answer your questions and that can welcome you. It's open to men and women of all, again, ages and um, different stages of life and different stages of relationship with Christ. I'm you know, last episode, Greg spoke about uh, if you don't have a relationship with Christ, or maybe you're questioning that, we would love for you to attend because we believe there's some healing and some uh, hope available to you, and we want to be able to share it uh, with you. We don't apologize for our ministry being centered on Jesus as our higher power, but that doesn't mean we don't want to welcome you in and share with you the hope that we found. So what would you add to anything you would add to that, Greg? Come as you are. Um, you know, I've had the question of, well, what do I wear? <laughs> come as you are. Shorts and sandals and, you know, come as you are. This is a, a ministry about healing and looking for healing for your hurts, hang-ups, and habits. So whatever you're comfortable in, come on, uh, come and join us. And and Betty said, you know, somebody will be at the door to greet you, Um Explain a little bit of what you can expect from the night, but we also respect you, and I and I say that because the first time I came to celebrate recovery, I mean, I didn't want any attention. I sat in the back. I didn't want anybody to know I was there. Um, you know, it's a whole new experience that I wasn't sure. But all I was met with in this ministry was people who understood. Because you know what? Everybody in that room came themselves for the first time one night. That's a great So comment. they That's all great. knew exactly what I was what I was feeling. And they respected my um, you know, I wasn't wide open. Um, you know, we have open share groups, you know, that if you're not comfortable sharing, then that's okay. You can pass. Um, we'll encourage, but we're there. And I, I could just tell you that I was just met by, with love and with understanding, no judgment. Um, it was an amazing experience the first time I came because I came back <laughs> and I've been coming for 15 years. I just want to say, you know, I've had the opportunity. I was invited to come in uh, to to share a message uh, with the group, and um, how welcomed I was by the group, and how appreciative, you know. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule. Uh, speaking as a pastor, you have few opportunities to walk into a room of people who are taking life so seriously, and I don't mean so seriously where they don't have fun, where they don't. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean that they're they're they understand that life is difficult. And because of the difficulties of life, we do have hurts, habits, and hang-ups. No one is immune to that. Uh, Greg, I think you said, you know, who should come to celebrate recovery? You said anyone who has a belly button. Pretty much. Uh, and I, I think that does cover all of us. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know if there's any. I, I don't know how there could be someone without one. But, but you know, I, I just coming in and, and it was almost, I'm not, I'm not very intimidated when I speak. I mean, I've been doing this now since I was 15 and I'm a little older than that now. And so it's, it's been, it's been like, you know, almost 40 years of public speaking for me. And, um, oh my goodness, it's longer than that, Betty. I was just like, <laughs> I added, I went, wait a minute, that's not true. So it's been well over that. And, and, and so, but 
I don't use the word intimidation out of respect to go, I need to share something real. I need to share something that 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 deals with the nitty-gritty of what does Jesus really want to do in our life? I, I you know, and I try to do it every time I preach. I know that. But these are people who take life seriously. They 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 they're there because they want to grow. They want healing. And I think of Jesus oftentimes he's, he would say to somebody who needed healing, "Well, what do you want from me?" And really, we think that's sort of a ridiculous question. I mean, you know, it's a lame person. What do you want from me? You know, well, of course, you want to be healed. Something powerful about that person saying, no, I want to be healed. I want something different. I believe there's a different reality I can live in. And so coming in as a communicator and knowing that that was a group of people there, I was like, oh, I like to say this. I need a lot of Jesus on tap, you know, uh, just to be able to to share in a way that that makes a difference there. And as I was thinking through that, the people in the room are so diverse. Talk about that, Betty, a little bit. I mean, there are so diverse uh, people in that room. When I mean diverse, different backgrounds, different professions, different... Talk to me about the people that you see when you walk in. I mean, we keep all those names anonymous, but talk in generalities of who... Sure. I think, you know, one of the things we laugh about really is that the ministry is for those people. And I say that with quotes, you know, those people. And we've come to understand, we have a t-shirt, we are those people. So who comes to the ministry? You know, moms, stay-at-home moms, moms who are out in the workforce, dads uh, who, stay-at-home dads, dads who are out in the workforce. We have you know the old the old idea of doctors and lawyers and professionals and uh, school teachers and uh, all different walks of life. And even as I say that, I think, thank goodness that uh, someone who is in a profession like that is deciding that they've had a hurt, or they've got a hang up, or something that is. Um, affecting their opportunity to grow in Christ, and they want to get help for that. They want to find healing for that, and they're taking the steps to do that. That makes me as a mom grateful for my kids who are participating in all the different areas of life and then in everything that we do. I, I, I have to share that we have had eight individuals that I know of, but we've had many, many, many over the years, thousands over the years come through, but eight individuals that I know of walk in the door with a struggle, not knowing where this was going to take them. And they are now in ministry as pastors ordained in, in not only our denomination, but other denominations as well, which is really interesting to me. And so that's just eight that I know of who did not know when they walked through the door the first night what God had for them. And how that, many, how many, I mean, so w- would it be safe to say, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but probably thousands of people then who have come in who thought, God can't use me. I mean, forget about pastors. I mean, I'm a pastor and, you know, for me, I can say no big deal, but for people who see pastors, they think it's a big deal. But I, I just think of uh, Greg sitting next to me, who's a leader in our church. And, and how many have come in, do you think, that that have said, God can't use me? I'm 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 done. Like I'm at a place where there's just no way. Who now are are vibrant parts of faith communities? Oh, if you choose to work the program, that will happen to you. There's no question in my mind. So, the idea of of how many is how many are willing. Hmm. You know. So if you are willing, we have so many who are going back to their workplaces. That's why I mention the different types of employment and the different careers out there. You know. Um, 
I was reminded of a quote recently, and it's not mine, so I just don't remember where I got it from. But they said, uh, Jesus turned the world upside down, so don't live in the world. Hmm. Come live with him and in a place of hope. Now, we have to be in the world, right? Yeah. That, but we can find a different perspective and a different hope when we know where to look. And, and the key is having people around us who also are in the midst of that. There is not one person on a Friday night who is on our leadership team, if you will, who has not done this program themselves and found their own healing. It is not us helping those people. It is those people helping those people, which is amazing to me. And Well, those people are always someone other than ourselves, right? Usually when we think of those people, it's always somebody different than us. Mm-hmm. And so what you're saying is there's no really such thing. Right. When you say those people, we are those people, That's it means right. that it's sort of the belly button thing again. All of us are in the same boat. Yes. We, we all need God. We all need each other. And there's there's a place that you can go that the whole purpose is to bring healing. Mm-hmm. You know, I was reminded of a story. I was reading through the um, Genesis again, and just briefly when Moses stood as the waters were going to part for him, you know, uh, I was reminded how close the enemy was behind them. And sometimes in recovery, we come to the end of our rope, and the enemy is right behind us. Now I can't turn around and go back because I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to survive. If I go back, I've got to go forward and trust. And sometimes that's how I feel our recovery journey is. But look what God did. They all got through and uh, still had some struggles along the way, right? It wasn't all done for them, but it was a miracle. Well, and I think that's, that's worth pointing out, too. It, it's not – well, I, 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 let, me put, let me ask the question. How am I going to ask it? I'm just going to say it, and you correct me, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go through – you shared last time that every time you lead a 12-step, you go through a 12-step, and, and the Lord reveals things, and you, yes. you find healing and encouragement and these type of things. It, it, it's, not, it's not like I do a 12-step study, and, and I'm not going to face trouble again. Or, or I do – I come to celebrate recovery, and a month later, everything's good. You know, I mean, it's a journey. This side of heaven, uh, Jesus actually said to us, you're going to have difficult days, but, but I've overcome those days. I've overcome those things. So talk to me about that a little bit. I know, I know uh, some friends here who have told me, you know, I've gone through three or four of these things before they ever led one. You know, I've gone through, and, and it's just the way that God's used it. Yeah. Let me, can I share a personal story? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So for me, I had many things to work on in 12 steps. I've been through several of them. And uh, my first one, he was just starting to peel away the layers of shame and guilt and all of those things that brought me to celebrate recovery. Actually, um, I went there not knowing I was hindered by those things. And all of a sudden, they were revealed, and I was my eyes were opened, and especially in the inventory, which we heard Greg speak about in the last podcast. But this time, I went in leading, not knowing what God was going to do, except I understood that I knew he would. I just didn't know what it was going to be yet, but I did it anyways. And I heard a testimony, and um, in that testimony, it began to be revealed what God was working on in me. And this individual said that they had gone through life living offended. And I thought, have I gone through life living offended at times? And it stops you. When everything you enter into or people you see and you get offended, then you stop. You're stuck. And so I've really worked on that in this step study, not to live offended anymore and to live with purpose in what God has for me. And it may sound simple to some out there who are listening, but if that's you, you get it. 
And so whatever it is that you're working through, God is peeling away those layers. And I am so grateful that he did because I thought, okay, I got it. And then he showed me this, and it was amazing. So that's what we mean by the peeling away of the layers. Greg, let me ask you this, and you know you don't have to make this personal at all, but but you've been around long enough where you've seen these stories. It's up to you how you want to answer it. But you know, I'm a pastor, right? And so if I walk in to celebrate recovery, there may be people from the church there. In fact, I can guarantee you there are gonna be people from the church there who, who are gonna be there too. And 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 that's that's a concern, right? It's why the it's why the ministry keeps confidence, and, and it does. I mean, uh, it does. Uh, even as lead pastor, I only reason I know some of the people who are a part of it is either because they're part of the leadership team, or they've told me, or I'm a part of it at a night and they're there, I, and then it's kept between me and the Lord and them, right? And so I, I don't know, right, who's there. And I find out because they tell me, but not because anyone else does. We know that. But I'm thinking of the person listening to this going, but you don't know what I do. You don't know who I am. If I walk in there, this may happen. I'm glad you asked me that, Craig, because I came to celebrate recovery with that concern myself. Um, I'm transparent now. Um, I was not transparent 15 years ago, okay? And that concerned me. So um, a little bit about me. I was a public official. Um, I had a job that uh, I was in the public a lot and uh, great responsibility. Um, And I was carrying around this secret of uh, being an alcoholic and uh, a drug addict. And um, I worked for a municipality. And uh, it was kind of a big deal. So this is personal to me, Craig. Um, But I came to celebrate recovery, and Betty was just talking about, and you were talking about, we're all one of those people, right? Well, at Celebrate Recovery, the question isn't, um, you know, what do you do for a living? Who are, you know, that's not the question you're getting there. You're getting, what are you dealing with? And it's a great equalizer at Celebrate Recovery. What what happened was we were all the same. We were looking for something for help, for healing, for our hurts, hangups, and habits. It wasn't about who I was or what kind of job I had or, you know, being a pastor, we've had pastors come through Celebrate Recovery. But it's not, oh, you know, Craig, I'm going to be blunt here. I don't expect your life to be just perfect either because you're a human being, right? I'm human. Betty's human. All you have to do is hear me speak. You (laughs) know I'm not a perfect human being. It's like we all have our own struggles. We all have stuff that we struggle with. And, you know, Celebrate Recovery is not a ministry that we look at. Well, (laughs) gee, you're a pastor. You shouldn't have those struggles. Um, Actually, more respect is gained from people with uh, that come and say, "You know what? I'm struggling, and I need some. I need. I need some help. And and God can help. And open share groups and step studies can help help you look at your own life. And you know, I have the greatest respect for um, people that can actually admit that. And you know, I. I'm going to just throw that out there. Um, one of the things that I struggled with was loving myself. 
And when I was able to come to Celebrate Recovery and look and admit and seek and get that help, that great equalizer, I now love myself. And that's one of the greatest gifts that Celebrate Recovery can actually give you is that love for your own self, that you care about yourself, so that you can love God and love others. That's powerful. That's powerful. And I had shared in our last um, in our last time together a little bit about how I feel that that Celebrate Recovery has really impacted uh, the ministry uh, of Crosswinds, and and that's one of the main areas I believe it has, in, in the sense that you know we talk about it. I said this last time we talk about a sacred mess, meaning that we're all messy, and, and but when God can do something spectacular in bringing healing and, and using people. Who come out of um, out of the honesty of who they are and what they're dealing with and what they're wrestling with and and I've appreciated uh, being a lead pastor of a church that receives people where they're at. You know, not only does celebrate recovery receive people where they're at, but because I believe that what God has done through celebrate recovery and how many people in our church have been a part of it or at least know someone who does. You know, I think we're what is that old game, right? Only one or two people removed from somebody in celebrate recovery here at Crosswinds. It's just a place where you can come as you are. Not just, you, you talked about dress, period. Wherever you're at, you're welcome here at Crosswinds. Wherever you're at, you're welcome at Celebrate Recovery. And, and, and the beauty is people say, well, how can that be? Because our, you know, we use the word of recovery, higher power. But, but I'm going I'm to use the pastor thing. Uh, our Lord and Savior modeled that. You know, he said, I came to seek those who were lost. I came to seek those who need a physician. And when he said that, he wasn't saying there's a group that doesn't. He was speaking it to a group that thought they were those who didn't and basically saying, you need it more than they do because you're not willing to recognize it. Not that they need it more in a sense that we all need it equally, but but they needed it more because they weren't recognizing it. And, you know, if you think you have it all together, you don't. <laughs> You don't. And if you think you can do it by yourself, you can't. And, you know, and, and there's this power in community, a community, not all community, in a healthy, Christ centered community that's striving to love like he loves and to care like he cares and to encourage like he encourages. And so for me, um, as lead pastor of Crosswinds, it has this amazing ministry called Celebrate Recovery. Um, it allows my job to be so much easier. <laughs> Because I don't have to convince people that the church should be like Jesus. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but there, there's churches out there who did, who don't, for whatever reason, they don't see that. They come, they think you have to look a certain way, you've got to put up a certain facade, and Jesus has come as you are. And we as fellow believers, uh, to anybody out there, even if you're not a believer, come as you are. You know, our, our mission statement here at Crosswind is to know God and make him known. And, um, you know... That is celebrate recovery um, because the 12th step is, you know, this miracle happens in you that you need to go out and share this good news with others. And, you know, I learned about God. I learned about God's love. I, I had God's um, healing power, what Jesus Christ did for me through people at Celebrate Recovery. You see, God worked through the people at Celebrate Recovery and worked in my life. And then when, you know, as you get done, and we talked about step studies, yeah, getting done with a step study isn't being done. That's the beginning. Then that's where... 
you know, you found healing and now you want to go make God known to everyone and let everyone else know what God has done in your life. And that's why we do meet you where you are. Like, I'm not going to stand there and just, well, God will do this. Uh, I can't make any promises. Um, God makes those promises to you. So, um, yep, our Celebrate Recovery just lives on with the mission of the church. Wow. Wow. I think it's important, too, that as we share, just to say that it's not just that you come and have to do it by yourself, like the relationship, but you're accountable at Celebrate Recovery. So uh, I think sometimes the church can be guilty in a way of grace and love to care for you in a way that is enabling you. And our desire at Celebrate Recovery is not to enable, but to be able to help you. What do you, you mean by enable? Allow you to continue in your struggle by just um, caring so well for you that you forget sometimes you got to go through the struggle. Hmm. So I had a parent once who came and their son, older than 18, was in jail and didn't know what to do. And he made the decision. He made the decision to leave his son in jail. And that son now uh, comes back to celebrate recovery periodically because he came for years after that. The son did, and the son found healing, and the son did a 12-step, both the father and the son. And Mm -hmm. it's amazing now to see that family go on. So Christ does not want to leave us where we are. He wants us to continue to grow, and I believe that would be our mission as well. Whatever we can do or he can use us to do in and through us to help others to continue to grow, not to stay where you are. So how does that that journey, like how many how many people start it and maybe stop, but then come back and, com- you know, complete that first step? I feel like I don't know if Greg would want to help answer this question for us. Okay, great. Well... Step studies aren't easy. Um, Recovery is not easy. You know, in fact, actually, our addictive nature is easier. And unfortunately, we see a lot of people go back to where they're comfortable. Um, You know, when I had to get sober and get rid of drugs and all of a sudden I was dealing with feelings uh, that I had never really dealt with, that's scary. You know, it was more comfortable I knew how a bottle of vodka would treat me. I'm sorry to say that, but I knew exactly how that was going to treat me. Being sober, I didn't know how that was going to treat me, and I had to learn. And, uh, you know, I have to say that um, we see a large percentage of people that just, they don't make it. But I have to say, with being involved in Celebrate Recovery for 15 years, where I've seen people that dropped off, and then a couple years later, they come back through the door. So that just puts the biggest smile on my face that I could possibly have. And, you know, another thing, we don't, our first question isn't, you know, where where have you been? We've, it's, oh, glad to see you. That's it. No, where have you been? What have you been doing? Why haven't you been here? That's this love that's just amazing at Celebrate Recovery and the welcomeness. You know, we don't, we're not going to ask. In fact, you know what? I was an addict and a, uh, an alcoholic. Um, I can probably pretty much guess um, maybe where they've been from my own experience. So I don't have to ask. You know, we're not about telling war stories and things like that at Celebrate Recovery. It's about 
it's about healing. It's about your feelings. It's about what are you dealing with? What do you, what, what, how can, how can we help? Um, and we, we do it. People who are looking for help, not us trying to make, make it happen. You got to let it happen. I had to make my own decision to come to celebrate recovery. I had to make, I had to choose to stop drinking and I had to choose God. I had to make that choice. Nobody else could make that for me. And that's what Celebrate Recovery is about. We're offering you an opportunity. We just hope and pray that you choose that opportunity. That's that's beautiful. I mean, I, I think that's that's true as us as just just believers, right? I mean, not just believers, but as believers. It's true of us, right? We we we're no one's savior. Um, no. we just get to point to him and give the opportunity. That, that's just great. Wow, that there's a lot there to unpack. A lot there to unpack. Well, we're in the habit at the end of the episode. We did it last episode, but uh, being the second episode here, I, I just want to give each of you an opportunity to speak some final words. I'm not going to put any type of parameters around those words or any direction. I just, you got this opportunity to say something to whomever you want to speak to. What do you want to say? And I'll start with you, Betty, and then we'll come to Gray. I think what I want to say is you're hearing this podcast for a reason. And so whatever is being laid on your heart right now, um, I almost want to say don't think too hard about it. There's something God has laid on your heart. And I remember when it brought me to tears. I remember it has brought me to tears many times. I see men and women brought to tears, not because we're weak, but, but because we're finally ready to make a change in our lives. And that is, a, that is a strength choice. That is a choice of strength and wisdom. And so try that. Whatever he's laid on your heart, even today, consider that and consider if a Celebrate Recovery locally, be it Crosswinds Church or one in your area, can uh, be a part of your life. Yeah. I, I just want to share that, you know, I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy who was broken, who spent a lot of years uh, not living the right way. But, you know, I don't mean to say I'm nothing special because I am something special in God's eyes, but I am just a guy, a guy who loves to share his recovery journey, his recovery story, um, to share what God's done in my life with anybody who wants to hear. So if you want to hear what God's done in my life, I'd love to share some of the details with you at any time. If you see me at church here on Sunday, but I'd really love to see you at Celebrate Recovery on a Friday night, any Friday night, I'll meet you there and uh, share anything that you'd like to hear about what God's done in my life. And That's I'm just great. a guy. That's great. That's a great invitation. Great, great way to say it too. Well, I, I'm just so glad that you have uh, uh, allowed yourself to take some time to listen to us. And I agree with Betty. It wasn't by happenstance. And, and if the Lord is is nudging you, then you can do a couple of things. You can just show up Friday night. And uh, and then again, you, you can go to our website. If you want to even ask more questions before you come, you can find out how to do that by going to crosswinds.church. In fact, you can find out about all of our ministries, who we are as Crosswinds, by going to crosswinds.church. It's a great way to sort of open the door to who we are and what we do. Um, for now, thanks for listening. Be blessed and bless others. Bless others.